Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 1 this morning. Ephesians 4, verse 1. It says, I therefore, brethren, or I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. And one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Uh, let's go back to verse 1. I want to focus on a couple of things. It says, Therefore, uh, I, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Let's look at the Amplified Classic, those same, uh, the first three verses. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, appeal to you and beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior. That is a credit to the summons to God's service, living as becomes you, with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness and mildness with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. I want to read uh, verse 2 and focus on that. It says, with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, and mildness with patience, bearing with one another, and a making allowances because you, you love one another. In another version that says, bearing with one another in love. Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Read through that. We're not going to focus this. You could spend weeks on this passage of Scripture, but I want to focus on one part of it. It says, love suffers long and is kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Verse 7, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail, whether there are tongues, they will cease, whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Verse 7 says, bears all, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In the Amplified Classic, verse 7 says, love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. So bearing with one another, like it said, bearing with one another in love, bearing uh, up, bearing uh, with one another because you love each other, that's, that's a mark of love. Bears all things, believes all things, bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It said love never fails. 
You know, so uh, at the end, if you go to verse 8, it says, love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. You know, people say love never fails. The, the connotation there is it never ends. You can see that. Never fades out or becomes obsolete. In other words, this is a side thing, but, but pertinent, it doesn't mean that if you're walking in love that that's always just going to make everything right. Like people say, well, love never fails. In other words, it always turns everything around. That's not what it says. It says love never, end, never uh, fades out or comes to an end. Love bears up under everything. Love never fails. In other words, it's not going to cease. That's what it's saying. So you can walk in love. We ought to walk in love. You're bearing with one another, but love is not the magic wand that's going to change somebody else. You, it, you love never fails does not mean if you walk in love, everything poof is going to be all right in everybody else's life. That's not what it's saying. It's saying it'll never cease. Love is constant. Love, no matter what's going on, that's the answer that we ought to be engaged in. It doesn't matter what the other person is doing. It doesn't matter what else. See, we can't ever say, well, they did this, so therefore that gives us an excuse to get out of love. To say, I'm not going to bear with you any longer. Now, that doesn't mean you put up with something that somebody is doing to you, you know, abuse. You don't need to stay in a situation that's not good for you. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to be besties with somebody. I like what somebody said. Um, you know, one way to look at it is, uh, you know, just because you're walking in love with somebody does not mean that you invite them over for dinner and that they become your best friend. What it does mean is when you think about them, you pray for them. When you think about them, you are not agitated. You, you don't let that get into you. Because when you let it get into you, you know, it's like, uh, you know, somebody said in one place, um, you thinking that a poison is going to hurt somebody else more than the container that it's in is fallacy. In other words, if you're storing the poison in you and you think you storing the poison in you is not going to hurt you, but it's going to hurt the other pay, the person, you're deceived. You want to get it out of you. You don't want, you, it doesn't matter what somebody else has done is doing, if, you, if we let it get in us and we decide, I'm not putting up with that. Now, again, we're not talking about you letting somebody uh, take advantage of you, destroy you, anything like that. What it does mean is you're not going to get it, get, let it get to you to where it occupies you and you're bitter now. I'm bitter. If I do that, it's hurting me much more than the other person. But we are called to bear with one another and, you know, people that we live with, the people that were around us, we're, we're all, we all have, you know, things that aren't perfect in our life. We're all, none of us is perfect. Jesus is perfect. He's our example. We're, we've been talking about on Wednesdays being transformed into his image, but that's a process. It's gradual. You don't change overnight. I don't change overnight. It's, we're not making excuses for anybody. It's just the fact. You know, you, you and I are, if we're sincere and we're running after the Lord, we, we should be changing, we should be coming up, we shouldn't make excuses for behavior. That doesn't mean you're transformed into Jesus tomorrow. Spiritually, yes, you're born again. Mentally, physically, it's not been born again. 
Your mind's not been born again. Your flesh has not been born again. And you have to contend with those things. And everybody else does too. And people have, you know, people have different personalities and different habits, not necessarily talking about sin. It just might tick you off anyhow to deal with it. You know, it's, they're, not, they're not doing anything morally wrong. It's just you don't like the way they do it, and it can get, you know, annoying to you, or they can, you can get annoying to them. Um, well, welcome to the world dealing with humans, right? We're all like that to a degree. And so we're supposed to bear up with one another. We're spo- let's go back to, um, if you can put up Ephesians uh, 4 verse 2 in the Amplified Classic. It says, uh, with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness. Well, let's just stop right there. With complete lowliness of mind or, or humility, you know, in the other, um, well, it did say lowliness and gentleness, but humility, what is humility? Part of humility is you realize you're not perfect, I'm not perfect, and so you, you deal with other people accordingly. You know, if, if we're humble, then we realize, I don't have everything together, so I can deal with you not having everything together, and vice versa. You're, you're, you're making allowances for other people because you expect people to make allowances for you that you haven't arrived. Now, if you have the attitude you've arrived, well, then everybody else is just behind that's called pride, um, and then we have other things to deal with. So this starts out saying, if you can put it up again, with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mind, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. So you're making allowances for one another. You know, it's like a buffer in your life. You're not expecting everything to just be perfect. You're realizing you're dealing with people and you're making allowances. You're, you're willing to look over things. Again, we're not talking about people that are, are, are harming you, doing things. You, you need to forgive people in your heart and walk in love with them, but that doesn't mean you put yourself in a position where you're being harmed. It's what you're doing on the inside. You can be nice. That doesn't mean you just keep going and allowing somebody to harm you or your children or your family. That, that's, that's not love. That's being ignorant. That's, not, that's, that's closing your, your eyes or, or, or my eyes to that. But we can, especially when you're dealing with people, that's not that at all. We're not. That's in a different compartment. But we're, we're just dealing with life. And so, um, you know, we're patient. We're, we're able to let love dominate in our life instead of something else. Let's look at Galatians 1, uh, Galatians 6, verse 1, excuse me. So bearing with one another. Here it says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, <clears throat> restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted." bearing with one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing 
in himself alone and not in another, for each one shall bear his own load. So at the beginning, it's saying if, if one is overtaken in trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. So that's, that's humility. Again, you're realizing, uh, you know, I could be tempted. I, I could do something if I don't watch it. So it's a spirit of gentleness. Verse 2, bear, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, you're dealing with other people. You're being patient with other people. You're walking with one another. Why? Because Christ has died for us. He's the reason we're made right with God. We realize what we've been forgiven of. We realize that He loves us, and so it enables us to walk in love with others and other people and deal with, you know, other people's imperfections, to bear with, to walk alongside, to help each other rather than tearing one another down. Amen. Praise God. Again, a process. First Thessalonians 3, verse 12. I'm just going to read a few scriptures along these lines, and then uh, a couple other things we'll touch on as well. First Thessalonians 3, verse 12, it says, May the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all His saints. May the Lord make you increase and abound to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. Notice that coupling. So make the Lord make you increase and abound to, uh, in love to one another and to all. So basically to everybody. Word of what? Abound in love. That means overflow, increase in love. In the, in the Amplified, it says, may the Lord cause you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another. And for all people, just as we also do uh, for you, let's keep reading the Amplified, so that He may strengthen and establish your hearts without blame. So if we don't do this, he's saying do this so that he may strengthen and establish your hearts without blame. If we walk in love, if we're bearing with one another, if we'll do what he told us to do, then we're going to be strong. When we start saying that's it, and we, we, we start letting something other than love dominate us, it's going to, it's going to weaken us. We're not going to be as strong as we should be. We're not going to be able to walk uh, with God as we ought to. Why? Because we're yielding to something else besides Him. So we're not yielding. So God, we're going to read this in a moment, but God's love. God flows in love. And so if we stop bearing with one another, if we stop loving, if we say, that's it, you know, I, I'm just not putting up with certain people or whatever, now we're yielding to something else. And so we're not able to flow with God as well as we should. We're not going to be as strong because then you can be accused. We open the path for Satan to come and hit us. So this is a way for us just to stay strong in the Lord. Now we're going, we just got out of Thanksgiving, going into Christmas, going into all this area. Uh, you deal with people all the time. People talk, you know, it's Christmas season, love. You know as well as I do, people... Uh, they go through, people will cut you off in traffic, people will get ahead of you in line to get some gift, people in general are going to be selfish, we are going to be tempted to get out of love, 
you know, there's all kinds of gatherings and everything. And so one way that we're going to guard ourselves is if we'll just say, no, you know what? As for me, I'm bearing with people. I won't let it get to me. I'm not going to let it get in me. I don't care what you do. I mean, I'm just saying to you, you, this is our thought. I don't care what the other person does. I'm not letting it get to me. I'm not going to get off. I won't let myself get out of peace. I won't let myself get out of love. I'm not going to get into bitterness. I'm not going to start thinking about the other person all the time. I'm not going to say, if only they would do this, then it'd be okay, because that's just going to torment me. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay on God's side. I'm going to stay uh, with Him, walk as, as He's prompted me in love, and so then I can stay strong. I can stay blameless. I'm not messing with anything. If somebody wants to, you know, do something in their life and get mad at me, that's their problem. That's not my problem. Because if I, if I let you get to me, or, you know, we're thinking again a person, if, if we're having the attitude, look, if somebody else gets mad at me, if I start getting mad at them, now it's my problem. Yes. You know, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, is it their problem? They have a problem. They got to live with themselves, whatever. They think it's all right to pass, you know, 100 cars and zip in at the end right before, you know, the, the uh, exit, whatever. But if I let that ruin my day, that's my problem. You know, I was telling Brianna, Brianna was starting to commute to her new job, and she was having to go down on 93 and get off on 95. And, you know, and there's a right where, if you guys know what I'm talking about, you're going south on 93, and then you got to get 95, and there's a line of cars, and everybody's waiting. Inevitably, there's some dude that's going to come bypass all that and just cut in. Many people a day. And, and she was like, let do this. I said, if you let that bother you, you will be bad every single day. I did that commute for a while, and then I found back roads that I didn't have that. It'd be constant amount of time every day. I didn't care. Sometimes it'd be a little longer. This other, you know, going down the interstate, it may be short sometimes, but it may be a lot longer other times. So I found another place. But people are people, and if they, if, it doesn't matter if I get mad at this dude. There's another one coming. And if there's, you know, tomorrow there's going to be another one. And there's an endless list to somebody that is willing to do that. <laughs> and if I let that, because I, you know, you, you all know, everybody, you, you deal with that. You're like, what? Well, can't you just wait like everybody else? What? You're special. I'm just like, well, okay, maybe you have an emergency. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> because if I get mad at you, I'm going to go into work mad. And now your, your decision to cut me off. When I've been waiting this whole time, your decision is going to become my bad day or my bad hour or my bad five minutes. It's not worth it. But if I'll just stay on God's side, just God bless you. You're in a really big hurry or you just are clueless or whatever. I'm not saying I did that perfect. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if we get to that place where we go, God bless you, it's so much better. It's like, okay, that could go out and I forget about that. Well, that's just an example. You guys have all experienced that. I mean, it's like that in so many areas. I mean, it may be something much more serious, maybe something we're dealing with on a closer relationship. But if I'll just get to the place where I'm bearing with people and I have a buffer, I can just keep smiling and go on. It's I'm impervious to somebody else's decision. Otherwise, you know what I'm doing? I'm making control of my mind and emotions and putting that in the hand of somebody else. 
maybe a crazy person. I don't want to put my emotions in, in the, the hand of somebody else that's going to do whatever, and then I'm mad if they're doing something to me, and I'm okay if they're not. That's, that's foolish. So, I, so we have to, it, it, walking in love and doing what the Lord said is not just a, it's not a command just so, oh, you can check boxes and be religious and earn something with God. It is, it is so uh, good for us and so practical and so functional, illogical. God's, does it, God's ways are not, we may not understand thir- certain things sometimes in our life. We can understand the Word, but you may not understand uh, why you're doing something, you know, especially if you're being led, why you're doing something, but you see God is telling you to do it. Or you say, God, I don't want to do this, but your word says it, so I'm going to do it. If you were to look at the whole thing, it is not only right morally, it is right logically in every other way. In other words, if you would look at it and look at the whole scenario, you'd be like, yep, that's the way to go. But sometimes it it doesn't feel like that. You want, when you're talking about walking in love, you're walking in love strongest when you want to knock somebody's block off. Some of you say, it's, oh, I'm, just, I'm walking in love when I just feel like, no, that's not walking. In, you may be walking in love, but that's low-level walking in love. Anybody can walk in love when their person's being nice to you and then when you feel something. You know, the world does that. People that are unsafe, they'll walk in love as long as they feel like it. As soon as they don't feel like it, they, they, you know, now they don't like you anymore. But God's ways, uh, you, if you, you feel like saying all kinds of stuff to the other person, and you don't, because you're going to walk in love, and you're going to be nice to them, that is walking in love strong. Because you're not going by what you see, you're not going by what you feel, you're doing it because you're letting your spirit on the ins- inside dominate you. And you're going to go by what God said, and you're going to do that anyway, and you're going to flow. You stay hooked up with the Lord then. You stay, you're flowing with Him and letting love flow through you. Well, you're untouchable at that point. See, Satan's trying to get a hook in you. And if he can get somebody to say something to you that's going to bait you to get at him, well, he's got you then. All you got to do is send people that'll, you know, trip your trigger, and now you're out of love, and now you're going to have to repent. Now you're going to have to get back. Just, just circumvent that whole thing and just just stay with God and say, no matter what you do, you do this all day long. I love you. Now, again, it doesn't mean you have to invite them over for dinner or whatever. You just stay where it's not going to affect you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pray for you. And I am not going to let that get in me. Let's go to... uh, Let's go down to 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3. It says, we, uh, you have 2 Thessalonians 1, 3, just a few, jump a few, yep. It says, we bound, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. 
The love of every one of you abounds, abounds, increase, overflow, that our love's abounding. See, if your love is abounding towards somebody, that's, that's a safeguard for it drying up because, you know, like it's a fountain. If it's keeping going out and you just keep that flowing, well, you're not going to get to the point where you start getting bitter. You just stay in that mode of abounding. Just That'll help you with just a picture. If you think, you know, maybe there's somebody that's pushing pushing your button right now. If you just think, you know what? No, I'm seeing the love of God just abounding toward them. It's abounding. It's coming out of me. And I am going to let that control what I do. I'm going to let that dominate me. And so I'm going to stay in that mode. Well, now Satan can't get at me. I'm going to be able to walk through life and that's just abounding. I go over here. Well, it's abounding, 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 abounding. Then you're not going to get to the place, well, this person did, did this and I'm mad. And see, that can get you in a bad place because that's starting to pull you off the plan God has for you, trying to pull you over here to where if you're motivated by bitterness, anger, that is being motivated by something other than God. Well, that means Satan has control in your life. We don't want to give Satan any control in our life, ever. And see, people don't realize there's much more to it than, well, I want to get the other person back. You can give up a whole lot more than getting the other person back. If you start yielding to that, you can get in a place that you never should have been, and then you're on the wrong turf. You got baited because you shouldn't have been there. You should have been listening to what the Lord would tell you to do. But you know it gets cloudy when you're angry. It's hard to hear God when you start getting frustrated and angry at people. It's hard to hear Him in here and to avoid things. You, you can just get baited into being and doing the wrong thing. And so we, we'll, just, we'll just keep that. No, I'm, I'm keeping that switch turned on. I'm going to just let the love of God... Uh, just keep flowing through me, and even if it, don't, it doesn't feel like it, even if my flesh wants to do something else, not going to yield. Not going to yield. See, if you switch it to where it's not just I'm trying to do the right thing to, because, I, you know, of some behavior standard, of course that's true, but God doesn't tell us these things just to, to make us robots and a cookie cutter. He's telling us what's best for us. It's not that if we say, I don't want to do that because I'm not going to give up this. No, my life's good. I'm not going to go over there and start giving Satan a hook in my life. No, that's dumb. No, you're not worth it. I like you. I mean, the person you say, no, I'm not giving into that. I remember one person that used to travel with Shelly. You know, one one time he, he was being pushed, you know, like in the... You're working with people, and so, you know, people can push your buttons, and he just said, he goes, you're not worth, I'm not getting out of love. I'm not giving up. You know, I like walking in health. I like having my needs met. I'm not messing with that. You're not going to get me out of love. I mean, you know, this is like brother, sister type people in the, in, in working with people, and we can be like that. No, that's not worth it. At home, you know, somebody's pushing your buttons. No, we're going to walk in love in this family. No, I'm not. It's not worth getting out of love for that. We got to keep that stuff out. Look at First uh, John four verse seven. First John four seven says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love." 
does not know God, for God is love. So he says, God, love is of God, and then it says God is love. So it's both. God is love, but also walking love is of Him. Verse 9, in this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So it says in verse 7, love is of God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And then he says, this is how the love was manifested toward us, that Jesus was sent for us, and that if God loved us, we also ought to love each other. So God is love, and the Spirit of God is in us. So we have love in us. So we're able to love, and we're able to bear with everybody else. We're able to bear with people's uh, shortcomings or their failures. We're able to do that because God's love. Look at John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world that what? He gave Jesus. He gave Jesus so that we uh, could have everlasting life, and that is a demonstration of love. If you go back to verse 10, 1 John 4, verse 10, it says, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent Jesus. That's love. So He did that before you and I did everything, anything right. And so He said, because of that, we ought to love. Why? Because Jesus was sent so that we could be right with God, even when we didn't do anything right, so that we now have God on the inside of us, so now we can love even when somebody else isn't doing something right. We can walk in love. We can still stay there. We can stay uh, in the right place. Romans 5.5 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. So the love of God is poured out in our hearts, our spirits, by God. So we have that love on the inside of us, and it, can, it tells us in numerous times, we just read a few of, of the times, that we should abound in love. In other words, we should overflow in love. So if the love of God's been poured out in us, then we can let that love of God overflow to other people so that we treat them the way we ought to treat them, regardless of what they're doing. Because what? Because we're trying to work it up? No, because God has first poured it into us, so now we have His love that we can walk in with other people. So this is not a religious thing that, you know, well, we should love. Everybody knows that. People that aren't saved, everybody knows we should love other, everybody else. The thing, the challenge is in doing it. And if it's just us doing it in and of ourselves, I mean, every religion, faith in God is one thing, religion is man-made. But every even man-made religion, they, well, I don't know if every, there's probably, you know, 
you're dealing with other stuff that's wicked or whatever, but I'm talking about generally people are going to tell you, yeah, you should love people. And someone will tell you, you better love people or else then you're not accepted by God. God, Christianity, true faith, God loved us before we did anything. He showed His love toward us, re- reconciled us to Him because of love. And then He says, now you love other people because of the love I've shown you and then given you. So you just walk in that in order to love other people. See, that's supernatural. We're not talking about us just working it up. Well, I'm a Christian, so I should love. That's a misunderstanding. We should see that God is love, and He gave that love to us. In fact, poured it out, and all we're doing is loving other people with the same love with which He loved us. We have His love. So it's not a matter of, I, oh, I gotta love that person. It's God. You love them, so I'm going to, I'm gonna uh, align myself with you, and I'm going to love them. So instead of it's you generating it, he poured it out in us and we're just letting it go to other people and we're not going to get in the way. We're not going to get in the way of what he's doing. We're going to stay uh, aligned with what he said and what he wants us to do. And in that way, thou, we're flowing with him. We, we, can, we can walk with him. We can uh, flow with what he's doing. We're not going to get distracted. We're not going to get sidetracked. We're going to walk with the person of love who is God in the love that he's given us. The spirit of God dwells on the inside. As 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Well, we use that for victory, you know, uh, uh, overcoming things in life. We can use it for love. God indwells us. The greater one indwells us. And we know that the Spirit of God in us is love. So we can say, I'm going to love whether I feel like it or not. Just like you could say, I'm overcoming this situation because the greater one's inside of me. You could say, I'm going to love this person because the greater one's inside of me. And he is love. And so I choose to love. I choose to let that flow over. I don't care what they've done. I will love. Well, now you are in a strong position. I'm in a strong position. We're able to hear from God. We're able to flow with Him. We're, we're choosing to be spiritual. And, and let me insert this. Walking in love, that means you're a spiritual person. Being spiritual is being like God. God is love. Love is of God. So if you walk in the love of God, you are being spiritual. It's not so many things that people think this or this is spiritual. First, we're not going to go in it, but 1 Corinthians 13, the beginning of it says, if you lay down your life, let your body be burned, but you have not love, you're nothing. Give all your, your material things away, but you don't have love, you're nothing. Love is the hallmark of a spiritual person. So we, if we'll walk in love, we are walking like him, being spiritual, and now there's nothing that can push us off. We can be strong. We can flow with Him. And we can enjoy life much more that way. Instead of sulking because somebody did something to me or gotten, did whatever, and we can say, you know what? I'm going to walk in love with that person. I'm going right on down the road and enjoying my day, and I'm still right with God, and I'm going to still do His plans and purposes, and I'm going to enjoy the, my salvation because He died for me. He, he loved me, so I'm going to love you. Even though I want to do something else, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to be happy today. 
and go down the road and enjoy. Well, that's a strong position. Amen? Amen.